Welcome to the second episode of Downtime Podcast, where two co-workers talk about video games. My name's Elisa. I'm Jeremy. And today, instead of lunch, instead of our lunch break, we're live in a meeting room in the middle of work. Yeah, it's almost the end of the day. Almost the end of the day. We have about an hour or so left, but we finished majority of our stuff, and that's why we're here. To talk about video games. Yes. And by the way, Jeremy, what did you do last weekend? By the way, what was last weekend? Last weekend was both of our birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> Although not on the same day, not the same year, same month, same week. Same week. Technically. Same zodiac sign. Yes. I, well, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but I played Resident Evil 7 with my friends and it was really fun. Very, no joke. We actually played Resident Evil yes, 7. Yes, very nice. And for my birthday, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy XV as well as a newly downloaded indie game. It's not a new indie game, but I just played it for the first time called Home. And we'll talk about that very soon. Cool. cool yes. Cool. So let's, but before we talk about that, you did finish playing Uncharted 4. I did. And yeah. I wanted to, overall, how do you feel about the game my without spoilers? Okay. <laughs> Well, that's easy. It was easy. I was gonna say that's gonna be hard, but um, it was. It's actually my favorite Uncharted game. Yes. Of like all four. All um, four. Yeah, of all four. Um, damn, I was gonna say something, but it's a spoiler. But you know what? It's my favorite one. I actually want to replay it again. Um, it has a lot of replayability. Oh yeah, in terms, of, in terms of all getting the treasures as well as re just rewatching the storyline. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and that's where I. That's where I think I want to continue playing it again i want to get all the achievements not mm -hmm. trophies sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just want to platinum that game you are you really going to platinum it I'm, i'll try okay the last game i platinum was actually sleeping dogs on the ps4 the remastered collection the last game i platinumed i think was final fantasy 13 oh my god like and, back in the day or like recently? uh 2010 oh uh, wow seven, yeah seven years ago seven years ago and then <laughs> after after all the other games i played it went up to 80, 90%, but never actually finished it. Gotcha. Because they, cause some of them require some difficult things. Yes, and time. I think time is the most difficult thing, oh, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> what level did you play on Uncharted? Uh, moderate. Cause I'm moderate? A, yeah, no, I Because I'm a noob, moderate. so I played Because <laughs> I like my game's moderate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. I played it on normal, too. I actually started on hard. Oh, wow. And then after the banquet scene, yeah. I realized, oh, fuck. I got to play with normal. This is, this is pissing me off. And after that, it felt totally fine. But the weird thing is with Uncharted 1 through 3, mm -hmm. I played hard the very first time for all three of those wow. games but i thought it was a, it felt a lot easier than uncharted 4 i don't know if it's because of the new things they implemented in terms of the battle system mm -hmm. uh i really i really don't know but the hard felt harder it was more difficult than the previous ones no I that's got for you. sure i got you um and that's probably why i want to play it again is because i want to challenge Mm -hmm. And I think Uncharted 4 presents that challenge because I was oh. dying a lot on some segments. Yeah. Especially the banquet part. Like, it was normal. I kept dying. I'm like, these guys have really good aim with their grenades. Normal was pretty, normal was pretty difficult this time around. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, they really, they really upped the battle, uh, the, a lot of the gunfights yeah. for this one. And the AI, too. Yeah. It was like, for the enemies, like, like I just said, like, they, they lob grenades. Like, yes. they, they're so <laughs> accurate with the grenades. I'm like, how? Why? Did you... There were portions where you could either go the entire way through stealth or you could just, just go through a gunfight. Did you actually successfully finish some areas 
through stealth or yeah I okay. did I, I probably like I don't know how many there are but I I know that I, a handful of them I did just yeah. only stealth and that was my favorite part about those segments was the stealth part mm-hmm. it was actually just like going in undercover under under those bushes that you could clearly see your character yeah. <laughs> and, and the then, AI was there too yeah and then Sam's running around and <laughs> exactly. right, in, yeah. right in front of these enemies and yeah. I'm thinking wow thank god they're not catching the computer because yeah. <laughs> I would have been dead Two minutes ago. I was playing with my brother and he's watching me. He's like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, uh, they, they can clearly see him and they can clearly see you. I'm like, you know what? It's just a video game. Like, we're not... <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a video game. Yeah, exactly. But that was, that was like the, the funniest part. I was like, come on, you could clearly see Nathan in, the, in those bushes. And yeah. Sam was like right in front of that guy. He's yeah, like and, trying to hide. And sometimes it's Elena too, where yeah. Elena's really freaking obvious. <laughs> but they do help you in some occasions. They do help you. Like, they'll do like a drop down. I know. From, from like... The upper floor. And they're like, really, the they're really convenient. Especially, I thought Soli was the most useful one when oh, yeah. when he was on your team. Soli wasn't on the team as much though because the majority of the game is played through Sam and Elena. But in the parts where Soli was present, he was pretty helpful. Yeah, at no, least for I like, me. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's not really a spoiler either, right? That's oh no, that's not a spoiler <laughs> at all. I mean, the entire Uncharted three is about Soli, so yeah, uh, and which I I loved by the yeah. way. Like, all the games are really good. Yes. One of the best franchises I've played through. Yes, on Sony. That's that's probably like one of the reasons why I bought a PS4 was mm-hmm. to play all the Uncharted games because I knew they were going to come out with a remastered collection f- uh, of the first three games because four was coming out, so they they had to for PS4, and that was probably one of the main reasons why. And I just think Naughty Dog's a really good company. They've mm-hmm. come up with some really good games that I enjoy playing last like like we talked about oh, last so week good. the last of us is coming out so good. this year and also in terms of platformers I also like crash which by the way speaking of which I was gonna say like did you complete that part did you beat her score I finished it oh nice I, okay. I yes did I beat her score though I don't know but I did I didn't get the trophy then. Oh, oh I did. I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know. Tonight, no. <laughs> okay, tonight. I didn't know there was a trophy. Yeah. I. The thing is, I went. I went through the entire level without dying. Oh wow. And but then it just finished at. It finished at that scene and didn't prompt any trophy. I think you have to play it. When you play it. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I got you. You know when you play it. When I play it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yes. And we'll end it there. Yeah, well, we'll stop talking about Uncharted. Yes, we'll start talking. We'll maybe have a different podcast. <laughs> An Uncharted podcast. An Uncharted podcast yeah. with more spoilers. I'm down. But long story short, play Uncharted 4. Yes. Really good game. Please. Now you can go ahead and talk about Resident Evil 7. Oh, well, uh, okay. So on Saturday, I celebrated my birthday early. My yes. birthday's actually on the 13th. Uh-huh. But I celebrated it on the 11th because... Uh, I don't really want to celebrate with my friends on a Monday. That, that seemed like counterintuitive. On a Monday. Oh, uh, yeah. Club going up on a Monday. <laughs> um, but uh, so I've never played the game. I've only seen it before. I know that the PS4 version is the most complete version since um, you can play VR. It's the only system you can use it for the VR, which I thought was awesome because you can't use it for the Vive yet on Steam. Mm-hmm. And that's the version I was thinking about buying, the Steam version. But I actually wanted to get the PS4 version because... Um, I could sit on, the, on my couch and just play it. I know it works, and I can. Oh, my friends will enjoy it too because my, my computer isn't near my TV, and so when I sit on my couch and play with my TV, everyone can. Uh, the TV's in the living room, so everyone can enjoy it too. So that's what we did. We we didn't get drunk. We didn't drink at all. We were just like eating pizza, and we're like, hey, um, you guys want to uh, 
uh, what do you guys want to eat for dinner? And then so um, that's when we bought the pizza. And then my friend came up with the brilliant idea of like, hey, let's go to Redbox because you know Blockbuster and Hollywood Video don't exist anymore. And Redbox was in the Safeway near my house. And so we rented Resident Evil 4. We popped it into my PS4 and downloaded, uh, like had the day one patch or whatever. And we started playing and oh, wow. I, I, I've just got to say like, I haven't beaten the game yet because I've only gone like a third of the way through, but if you like Resident Evil, and even if you don't like it, it's it's still a good game. Like, it's it's different because it's the first person view. Um, you're not a major character from previous games, so there's no Chris Redfield, there's no Leon Kennedy, there's no Claire Redfield. You're, you're a whole new character. And you're this guy named Ethan Winters, and you're trying to look for your wife, so you find clues that lead to this abandoned house, and it takes place in Louisiana, so it's... Uh, it definitely shows like the griminess of the swamp area because the, the whole house is covered in like mold and it's dark and, and the family that lives there is is like i won't say anything to spoil it but there there's something wrong with them and your quest leads you into this house and it this game is full of jump scares if you like pt in that sense it's very much it's very similar to pt because a lot of people are comparing it to that but it's also different in that it's it's still a resident evil game so you still feel like you're playing resident evil but you kind of have the sense that it's kind of like PT because it's first person. <laughs> I've heard a lot of really good things about seven. Now my question is, have you played six? I have. And Cause I, the last resident evil I played was six. It was, it's weird. I played one and two and then I jumped to six. I didn't right. like six that much. You should play four. Have you played four? I haven't played four. You gotta play four because it's the it's the first game that started that over the shoulder okay. thing. Like a lot of games are b based their action titles on Resident Evil 4's over the shoulder cam. So like Gears of War okay. started because Resident Evil 4 came out in what 2005, 2004, and that game defined the over the over the shoulder action genre. Yeah. Because um, it was just it was a really solid game, and if you can tell, like they keep remaking it for every system. Mm -hmm. Like it's on PS, it was on PS2, then it came to PS3, and now it's on PS4, the remastered uh, remastered version. You can buy it for like twenty bucks on of Amazon. For That's not bad. Play. Yeah, definitely play it. You'll you'll play like, yeah, it comes with all the DLC and whatever that came out back then. Um, okay. And yeah, uh, definitely play that one. And five is actually a little bit better than four, Resident Evil Five, but. It's good because you can actually play it with a friend. You can do local couch co-op. Okay. Yeah, and that's that's a lot of fun. It's basically four, but with a friend. Okay. That, that's what's great. And so Got it. I want to pick up four and five for the PS4 because both of them are out for the PS4. They but are. Not, not six. I played six, and oh, I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you you agree then. Six wasn't that good. No, it was the worst one. Yeah. By far, the worst game <laughs> in the entire franchise. <laughs> Ugh, wow. Let's not talk about that game. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but definitely play 4, Lisa. I think you'd like it a lot. Okay. Um, it makes you like Leon Kennedy. Okay. The character. Yeah. Got it. I'm surprised that they changed up the characters in the seventh one. Yeah, I mean, everyone I'll start something new, I suppose. Uh, technically, 7 is a reboot of the entire franchise because Capcom saw 6 did so bad. They're like, you know what? We're going to reboot <laughs> it. But technically, it's a soft reboot, meaning that it still takes place in the same universe. All the, all the existing characters are still there. All the characters you know and love mm -hmm. are still in this universe, but you just don't see them. Got it. Because it takes place in a different state and a different part of the U.S. than opposed to Raccoon City, wherever the hell that is. I've noticed that a lot of games are doing that type of concept where they're ending, the se they're ending part of the series with these specific characters that you started off with, and even though it's in the same universe, re rebooting it with a new character. Yeah, so, and, and I like that. Because I like that too. If you like a character, you still want to see them and play as them and play with them, obviously. But mm -hmm. if you want to want a fresh 
start on something, then, you know, soft reboot the franchise. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I 7 agree. was a great game. I really like 7. I really like the, the concept of it. It's definitely different than other Resident Evil games because this one feels more paranormal than zombie-like. Okay. Which is really, yeah, it was really interesting, but it still ties into the Resident Evil universe. Okay. In a way that will make you think, oh, wow, this definitely was the better of the titles. And so far, I will say 7 is probably one of my favorite Resident Evil games right now. The first being 4. I love 4 so much. But, okay. you know, everyone loves 4 because it, it redefined the Resident Evil genre. But um, it would be 4, then 7, and then probably 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know my sister's boyfriend has 7 on VR. No way. He does. For the PSVR? For the PSVR. Oh, that's so cool. I'm really curious. Maybe the f maybe when I play Resident Evil 7, it will be with him. Yeah, ask do him. it. Yeah. It's going to be so immersive for you because there, <laughs> there are quite a few jump scares. And I was scared. <laughs> I was scared in the original version, too. Oh, yeah. This, I you're thought gonna, I was you're really gonna, scared. <laughs> you're going to hate this one then, especially uh, in VR. Like, oh, you're, yeah. you're in the house, first person, and you don't know what to do. My sister played it. And she got so freaked out. I think she almost threw the VR. No, I, I believe it. Because I will say the, the graphics and the sound effects in the game, especially the sound effects, are what make the game so important because it really makes you feel like you're in a haunted house, mm -hmm. to put it in that sense. And if you've ever been to one of those fake haunted houses at like Great America or Marine World, then you're like, oh, man, this... It, you'll kind of feel like that because like <laughs> there are things in the game that it makes you feel like you're in one of those like walk-in haunted houses during Halloween. Got it. Yeah. That's definitely an important part of a, of a horror game, the sound and the way that it scares you. For example, with a, like computer games like mm -hmm. Amnesia mm -hmm. and Slenderman, just the eeriness yeah. of the soundtrack as well as just the simple sound effects of the trees rustling and all these little details that build up to your fear when mm -hmm. you're playing the game. No, yeah, I got you. I got you. And that's what that's why Resident Evil is still one of the most defined horror genre mm -hmm. franchises out there. Yeah. So how about you? Final Fantasy 15? Final Fantasy 15. Did you beat it? I didn't beat it. <laughs> I am very far though. Oh, really? So I don't know how many I don't know how many chapters are in this one. Let me just start from the beginning. Final Fantasy 15 is a huge vast improvement upon Final Fantasy 13. I don't know if you played 13. I have not. Okay. I don't want to. <laughs> is it because of me? No, it's not because of you. Okay. I, I was watching my roommate play it at the time and uh, he said it was the worst Final Fantasy game he's ever played. And mm -hmm. uh, just watching him play it and getting mad and struggling, I was like, nah, I don't want to play that game. There's a few things about Final Fantasy 13 that uh, 13 that 15 improved upon. Okay. The biggest thing is, as you know, with Final Fantasy, it's a JRPG that's very character and story driven. Right. Final Fantasy 13's storyline is confusing as hell. To this day, I don't know what the story is about at all. Okay. All I know is that... I think something called Lassie is involved. Okay. There's a character named Lightning. I 100%ed this game, and I still can't tell you what the storyline is about. No worries. Whereas for every other Final Fantasy I've played, I can tell you pretty much 70% of the storyline very confidently. Okay. But 13, as well as its linearity, which Final Fantasy is known for being linear. Yeah, totally. But, and... 
games and especially 10 is linear as well and i don't mind linear games at all yeah but the way that it was executed in 13 just very was very um what's the word i'm looking for it, it's like it fooled me oh okay it made it seem like it was an open world but it really wasn't oh i'm sorry <laughs> which is okay i will say though 13 is a very beautiful game and the battle system in this game is very unique. 13 or 15? 13. Okay, okay. I'm still talking about 13. Okay, I, I, real quick, I want to interject and say, the only thing I know about 13 is that lightning returns, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she, does, she does return. Oh, it's I, a woman, okay. <laughs> I haven't, it is a woman. Lightning, is, the way she was marketed is supposed to be like a cloud. Uh, but cloud is cloud. <laughs> cloud is cloud, lightning is lightning. From what I remember, Lightning is a really cool character. She's a very okay. strong character. She has a sister that she takes care of. I liked a lot of her storyline that I sort of remember. Okay. But they were trying really hard to make her a second cloud versus her own character. Oh, no. And you know what happens? They failed. Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. I think another thing is they took a long time making 13. You know mm -hmm. how sometimes when... Now, I don't mind game delays, and a lot of game delays do improve a game vastly, yeah. but there are some delays where they just keep going at it unnecessarily mm -hmm. and add more fluff and add all these different details that um, sort of hinder the game. Yeah, I don't like that. Long development processes make not just the fans angry, but of course the devs angry too. Exactly. And it's not really the devs who make those decisions, it's the higher-ups. Exactly. Which, Jeez. by the way, let's transition to 15, because Final Fantasy 15 was supposed to be Final Fantasy 14. Or right. No, fi sorry. Final Fantasy versus. 15 is 13 verses. Yeah, there you 13 go. Versus. It was supposed to be 13 verses. That ended up not happening. 14 was a online game. Oh, no. I didn't even play 14. I honestly didn't even know 15 was going to happen. Right. When they announced that 15 was coming out, I mm -hmm. still sort of didn't believe it, even though they released a trailer <laughs> and they were all in the car and they were right, introducing right. the game. And then finally, it actually came out last year. Right, yeah. And it was the most shocking thing to me. I never knew. I didn't expect it to come out yeah, yeah. at all. See, what I was talking about with Kingdom Hearts last <laughs> last week, uh -huh. it was I felt the same way for Final Fantasy, and then when it finally came out, it finally came out. Yeah. I really like this game a lot. Okay. There's so much that you can do in this game, and a lot of the things that people didn't like about 13, they improved with 15. First, I want to make a note about, about 15. It's interesting because when you start up the game, the title screen goes final fantasy 15 a game for fans and first timers as you play this game you can really tell that one they are trying to appeal to long-term fans as well as they did try appealing to people just playing final fantasy for the first time okay there's a lot of different elements of both which, which i think is really cool it's definitely the most modern the most unconventional final fantasy i've played one of the, not a spoiler, one of the biggest things is you already have your party when you start. Okay. And this, and the backstory is you're all in a convertible and you're driving back from the main, main character's bachelor party. The ultimate road trip. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate road trip. Oh, yeah. You're all co going, coming back to your hometown empire. That's great. And your convertible breaks down. Your convertible breaks down mm -hmm. and straight up 
the first three minutes or so of gameplay is you pushing the convertible oh. and getting used to the camera. I've seen that. Yeah. It's like a tutorial. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. The tutorial is very unique in this game, okay. and I really like it. That's cool. Everything can be explored through car. Cool. Which I think is very exciting, as well as just regular walking, which you don't want to do. The world's pretty big in 15. It's more open world than it's 13. More, oh, it's more... Like, it's like, it is open world. It is actually okay. an open world. Okay, okay. Of course, when you're following the storyline, you have to go to the specific cities, but there's so many cities for side quests and uh. different things that you can interact with. For example, Chocobos. Chocobos. The best thing about Final Fantasy. Chocobos. Chocobos. Chocobo racing. Oh. You can even customize your Chocobo what? to be a different color. That's cool. Yes. Awesome. And um, on top of that, there's a lot of different story, a lot of different side stories that you can um, that you can play through. Okay. That, and you don't necessarily have to play through all of the side stories. Okay. But this is the interesting thing. So you can. Technically, you can go through this entire game without playing a single um, side mission, but side missions are what level you up and give you money. Oh, so that's you cool. sort of so you sort of have to play at least maybe twenty percent of the side missions. Gotcha. But you can choose what side missions you play with. So I have a question about the car. Yes, the um, regalia. The regalia. The regalia. Um, what is it like? To like how how f how free how free are you to drive the car? Is it like is it like Uncharted Four or is it like GTA Five? Or is it like not like that those at all? <laughs> I would say it's not like any of those because oh, because how it works is you don't really have control over the car. What on the map? They ask you where you want to go, what okay. city, what rest stop you want to go to, what mission you want to go to. You choose that location. And Noctis is the main character. Noctis's friend, Ignis, is the one driving the car. So it's a CPU driving the car for you. So you never drive the car yourself. Except for this instance. Now, they have this interesting feature of Final Fantasy XV where Ignis will drive your car whenever you want. And honestly, it's really convenient. I can cook while Ignis is driving to a mission. I can go to the bathroom. What I can the? like check the like I can do all these things while he's driving the car and not worry about it. Oh. And then in like five or six minutes, he's at the destination, <laughs> and I, it, and I'm chilling and it's totally fine. Wow. But when you reach maybe eight p.m. at night, they have in the game they have super overpowered demons. Oh God! In the open world. Okay. And these demons can appear on the on the street. They can appear in the <laughs> middle of the desert. You're only safe if you're at a rest stop. Oh wow! So, Ignis prompts and says, "Hey, I'm not gonna drive at night. If you want to drive at night, you have to drive manually. Oh. So at, it's at that point where Noctis can take the wheel and drive manually. So how free are you to drive the car? And at that point, you control the car and you have freedom to drive the car. Can you go off-road? You can't go off-road. But there are some dirt paths. Oh, man. This, uh, this game is broken. No. I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> oh, I hate okay. this game already. You hate no, this game I'm already. Joking, I'm joking. <laughs> so cool. that is as free as it can get. Okay. Overall, you like the game so far? It's good. I do like the game so far. I, I'm at a point where the storyline is relatively simple still. Okay, that's good. I am kind of wondering when it's going to veer off to your 
oh, Final Fantasy plot twists. Oh, but yes. I, but I don't know where that is yet. Okay. Cool, cool. At least I'm not at that part. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> also, <laughs> co-workers. Staring at us through the window. Well, we can never get any privacy up here. Um, so we got like 10 minutes left on recording. Um, uh, that's probably my fault because I forgot to unload some of the card. Oh, my God. We can stop it and I can delete some of those files. Eh, let's just... We'll just keep going. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to make this a quick podcast. Also, I feel like we've talked a lot already. Well, I mean, do you want to talk about home real quick? You mentioned that in the beginning, unless you want to save it for the next podcast. We'll save that for the next okay, podcast. Okay, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So we're going to do a really quick segment in the next 10 minutes. And last weekend, as we said, was our birthdays. Yeah, yeah. And we were both born in 1992. So that makes us 25. So that makes <laughs> if you don't want to do the math. Yeah. So what we're actually going to do is we're just going to take a quick look at a list of games that came that actually came out in 1992 and see if we've played any of them. Yeah, and, and I think there's one I want to highlight. Well, I think we'll both each talk about two games specifically. Yeah. Um, if we have time. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think you, you can touch on one, Lisa, and I'll touch on one. Like, okay. I was, yeah, I was going to talk about two, but I think I'll just keep it to one now. Since okay. This one actually means more to me than the other one. I was For sure. About. Let's run through this list real quick. Yes. So. Then I'll talk more about Sonic. <laughs> yes. So games that came out in 1992: Mega Man 4, Dune 2, Kirby's Dream Land, Wolfenstein, the original one. Yep. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Never played it, but looks awesome. Super Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. Virtual Fighter. No, not Virtual Fighter. Virtual Racing. Never played it, but cool. I never played that either. Mortal Kombat. Super Mario Land 2. Star Control 2. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yep. And Mega Man 5. Ah, what a solid list of games. Oh, two Mega Mans came out that year. Yeah. I'm wondering, I'm, I'm wondering how they... Maybe one was in, like, Q1. Mm-hmm. 20 or 20 Q1, Q1 1992 speaking in <laughs> speaking in quarters now yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know <laughs> from a game dev perspective that's oh, when they oh yeah it, you know got it but uh, yeah that's pretty cool I've played majority of these games on an emulator the only game that I actually played on consoles Mortal Kombat which I'll talk about after Sonic the Hedgehog cool. I, I've actually played Doom 2 on Steam I actually own it on Steam oh okay yeah and I played it on Steam so that was like a couple years ago when I bought it because it was on sale it was like a dollar and I was like fuck it I'll just play it so I started <laughs> playing it and then yeah, it's a good game. Um, uh, I think you probably... Oh, was that the original Wolfenstein? The original that? Wolfenstein. Yeah, I yeah. played that too. That was, it was fun. It was good. Good stuff. Have yeah. you played the new reboot? Oh, so, I played on PS4. Wow. I haven't played it, but I've seen a lot of videos. The, a lot of people are akinning it to the original Half-Life, or at least Half-Life as a franchise, mm-hmm. because, you know, we were not going to get Half-Life 3 ever. Um, <laughs> I'm being negative. And I'm sorry, but it's true. Um, so if you, <laughs> you you should play the new Wolfenstein game because it, not only is it a great shooter, it's also a really good story. It's I do like, like stories. Yeah, like it's think of like the man in the high castle, the video game, but less drama and more action. Okay. <laughs> and that's what it is. Okay. It's good, yeah. But anyways, we're digressing. What did you want to talk about? Which game on this list did you want to play? I wanted to talk about Mortal Kombat. Okay, yeah. And as you all know, Mortal Kombat is pretty much the bloodiest fighting game you will ever play. Mm-hmm. In fact, in terms of fighting games, I think it's the one that's had the most controversy too. Yeah. Because of its fatalities, because of its very graphic, gory style. Which is great. I know, <laughs> which is pretty cool, sort of, <laughs> for the kids. 
for the kids. It's not cool. Did you play it on? An- I, I actually played it on PlayStation. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was this period where my sister and I, we rented a lot of games from Blockbuster. <laughs> and actually, no, it was Hollywood Video for me, not Blockbuster. I, I was Hollywood Video. I too. was Hollywood Video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we rented both Mortal, both Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 2 at the mm-hmm. same time, and mm-hmm. we were playing it. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, as I said in previous podcasts, fighting games are my favorite type of game, yeah. and I like a lot of the characters characters in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of um, it's funny when I played Mortal Kombat when when I remember Mortal Kombat last time I played it, which is like on my PS3 because I bought the game, ah. and just the response rate is so slow, <sighs> and that's and I. And then when you're playing it back then, you realize, oh, wow, like, this is, like, the best game ever. And now it's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, this is so, like, why won't you kick faster? Yeah. A lot of people feel that way about the new Super Smash Brothers, too, because it's also <laughs> slower than Melee and all, whatever. But, I know. But, yeah, no, that, that's awesome. And what I really like about Mortal Kombat is the different diversity of characters. For example, you have Raiden, elect, focuses on electricity, and you also have Sub-Zero, who is, mm-hmm. like, an ice guy. And my favorite character of Mortal Kombat is who actually wasn't in the original Mortal Kombat, but the Mortal Kombat 2 is uh, Kitana, who's, ah. who's, the, who's the Blade fans, and she's legit. Yeah, she's, she's like the deadliest character. She is Bay. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> she's cool, though. I really, cool. I really like her a lot. And nice. then it's weird because her twin sister is like, half month like has a monster face and she's like really creepy maybe we should talk about the story another day <laughs> i know <laughs> totally i'm down to hear it yes um like for me sonic the hedgehog 2 is like probably one of my favorite games because it holds a special place in my heart uh did you play that on on the original console yeah i did dang i played that on on um emulator so. oh wow <laughs> so i never see i've never played sonic the hedgehog 2 on anything but the genesis the original genesis oh, okay. so i don't know how to use any of the controls for the newer oh, okay. consoles. Got I mean, it. I do have, I do have it on GameCube Sonic Adventure Two because it came in this like this disc with other Sega games, like, uh, classic Sonic games. But I never touched it because I always wanted to know what it felt like to play it on the Genesis. And not many people could say that who are my age. You've you know? you've experienced the magic. Oh yeah, no, totally. I mean, like it's different on an emulator. I'm oh just yeah, playing, totally. I'm just playing a game when I'm on the emulator. Yeah, my dad, as I said in the last podcast, my dad got a Sega Genesis when he was probably around my age or a little bit older and uh he gave it to my brother and i and we had like a whole bunch of sega genesis games and we had the first sonic and sonic 2 and those are the only two sonic games we owned on that system so uh we played like a lot of sonic the hedgehog 2 and that was that was a lot of fun and then we realized like halfway through that you can plug in a second controller and that person could be tails yes exactly yeah. and that was that's that was when we realized that tails tails couldn't die and that my brother would beat all the bosses for me while I just sat there and avoided all the obstacles. And that was a lot of fun. Did you, ra- did you race your brother? Because you can also play against each other. Uh, no, that was actually, that's Sonic uh, 3 that you could do that, I oh, think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Got it. this is Sonic 2 where the, the camera only follows Sonic, but the person who's playing Tails can only be in, in the camera if, if Sonic is the main focus, if the player playing Sonic is like running around and stuff. Yeah. yeah and that was, that was a lot of fun. And so probably has my fondest memory because that was one of the very first co-op games I ever played with my brother. And yeah, and that's why I really like Sonic now. Like a lot of the games now are like crap. And I'm not—I'm not the huge Sonic, like the biggest Sonic fan in the world. But I do like—I like the genre as it was back then, and I like some of the newer games, like Adventure and Adventure Two. Yeah, great. the simple times of platformers. Ah, yes, right. Back in the day. Back in the day. All right, we got like two minutes left. All um, right. I'm gonna go home and play Yakuza Zero. 
I'm going to go home and I'm going to hopefully finish home, which we'll talk about next. Sure. Week. So next week we'll talk about home and we'll talk about Yakuza Zero. Yes. And get, make sure you get that trophy in Uncharted 4. Yes, I will. Thank you for listening to the second episode of Downtime Podcast and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.